Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and we have a very special episode for you today. That's right. Just me, not Nat, and I'm not even going to be on here for very long. Let me explain. So we were unable to record an episode this week. Things have been happening in both of our lives, just couldn't find the time. But we were also thinking with the two-year anniversary just happening, it would be the best time to dip deep into the archives and give you a never-before-heard episode. That's right. We're going all the way back to the conception of the Hit and Run podcast when it was the Hit and Run radio show. Let me explain. If you go all the way back to podcast number one, we talked about how the original idea for this show started our senior year at Adrian College. We just randomly wanted to go on the radio. We didn't have our radio feed time slot yet. That was going to be the next day. Nat had just finished her senior project. So we thought hey, we're seniors, why don't we just go on the radio live? So we ran into the station, recorded an episode, and the rest kind of became history. So we've never aired any clip from this episode. Bear with us, the audio recording isn't the greatest. There was a lot of clipping, but it is still a great time. You'll hear baby Robbie and Natalie. This is October 2017, the very first hit and run episode radio version so just sit back and enjoy jb cooper and the september song good night everybody that's a weird way to start a show but it kind of <laughs> works i am robbie alexander i'm joined with natalie dunn and this is the monday night hit and run a new program we just thought of about 20 minutes ago if it goes successful what it's going to be is we hit the studio, we talk for an hour, and then we run off. It could be Monday nights. It could be <laughs> could be Wednesday mornings. could be even a Sunday afternoon if you're going for a stroll. You hear us on the air, unless it's Radio Feud. It's the Monday night hit and run. Like I said, I'm Robbie Alexander, and I'm joined with Natalie Dunn. What's up, Adrian College? We are here at the WVAC studio in the scenic Rush Hall soundstage. Is this the soundstage or is this the sound booth? I think this is a sound booth. I think soundstage has more to do with video, but then again, <laughs> I could be mistaken. I'm not sure. The sign just says uh, WVAC, so we're in the right place at least. I think so. So why we're doing this is because, you know, it's a small school. We have a small staff, so we don't have a lot of live programs and a lot of live content, but... If you love what you do, which we love being on air, then it kind of comes out. And in our case, we just want <laughs> we want a live show. We want you guys to have more live shows. So we're we're gonna try this out. Like we said, Monday night hit and run. First segment up. I'm gonna interview Natalie. She just had her senior capstone this past Saturday. It was the Women's Empowerment Conference. And Natalie, how about you just give us a little bit of a background on that? All right, so um, I'm the president of a small sorority on campus, Delta Nu Kappa. We're the local sorority, and uh, the Women's Empowerment Conference was an event that we as a sorority put together. It was sort of my project that um, my sorority helped me complete, and I ended up using it as my capstone as well. And uh, it was a it was a conference, so we had a keynote speaker, and then we had several breakout sessions afterward with different speakers that you could choose which ones you went to. There were three time blocks. So you got a chance to go to three different sessions. And uh, we had a great turnout. It was a lot of fun. I th everyone, everyone who went has given me really good feedback. They said that they learned a lot. Our speakers were fantastic. Uh, so it was a really good time. It went really well. Now, I remember in your opening remarks, you said that kind of started as a joke when you were talking to somebody last spring. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, so we're a local sorority and national sororities, they have other chapters that exist on other campuses. So what that means is they have like, for example, Alpha Sigma Alpha is on our campus and there's a national Alpha Sigma Alpha, Sigma Alpha organization. And a lot of times what those nationals do is they host conferences that are for women in sororities and it gives their leadership an opportunity to go to these conferences and sort of further themselves and like hear from really great speakers. And that's just a resource that we don't have. And, right. uh, and the ability to go to other women's conferences, you know, like just general women's conferences that would be interesting to us. They're really expensive. They're not really close. I mean, Chicago isn't super far away, but transportation to Chicago is expensive. Staying in Chicago is expensive. So it really just wasn't something that was accessible to us. Right. So um, 
we were having this conversation and uh, I said, okay, why don't we plan one? And it was a joke. I mean, it didn't really seem possible at the time. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll call Michelle Obama and she can be our keynote speaker. And did you actually call Michelle Obama? I did actually try to contact Michelle Obama. It did not work, but it was worth a shot. Um, but then we just sort of like, as we were talking about it, we talked about like what actually could work and realized that if we did it, you know, this certain way, it would be possible. So, I mean, seven months later, it just happened. So, I mean, that's really cool. And even though you didn't get Michelle Obama, you still got a pretty good keynote speaker. Yes, we did. We had, um, her name is Maggie Sands and she was the vice, she's the vice president. She's a vice president of Walmart. She's the vice president for community relations. So, um, that was really cool. It was really incredible to have her here. She had some really good insight. Um, Walmart has a lot of really cool initiatives um, for for women in leadership and for educating women in um, less privileged countries. So it was just a really cool experience to hear her speak and to hear her insight. It was really, it was really uh, something unique. I definitely am glad I had that experience. Yeah. What was, so during her keynote speech, what was the piece of advice she gave that kind of stuck with you? I know you're running around doing a lot of different <laughs> things, but if you had a chance to listen, what was something that she said that really resonated? Um, I think the biggest thing that she said, she talked a lot about the um, sort of things that you can do in yourself, like with yourself to, um, to further your leadership abilities and to empower yourself because the whole mm -hmm. idea was empowerment. And uh, something that she said that really stuck with me was she talked about taking a seat at the table. And that is um, literally and metaphorically. I mean, yeah. obviously, taking a seat at the table, so not being afraid to share your opinions, not being afraid to. And she was talking in a corporate setting. So, you know, in a meeting, um, you know, not being afraid to, to share an idea or ask a question or be confident in an idea that you have. But she also said that it's honestly... Um, literally something you could do is to take a seat at the table. You know, if there's, if there's a conference room, she said more often, almost always, if you walk into a meeting in a conference room, there's like the seats at the table and there's like the mm -hmm. outer ring of seats and there are almost never women sitting at the table. And just doing that one thing can put you in a better place as far as, you know, getting respect from the other people in that meeting. Yeah. So just sort of asserting yourself um, physically and being confident in yourself and in the ideas that you have. That was something that really stuck with me. So was she your favorite speaker or was um, there another speaker that you kind of list as a favorite? I don't know if you can, <laughs> if you want to say because you were the one that put it on. But. Right. Well, she definitely, I mean, she was a fantastic speaker. But we also, was something that was really cool was we had a panel um, for one of our breakout sessions that was a collection of four women from the community who work in different organizations. Two of them work for WLEN, one of the radio stations in town. Mm -hmm. One of them works for the Care Pregnancy Center in Lenaway, and then one, the other one works for um, Cambria Assisted Living. So um, a lot of different organizations, they all have fantastic backgrounds in nonprofits, in, um, uh, they all sit on several community boards, just fantastically accomplished women, and they were all mid-20s, I mean, young and accomplished and just inspiring. And something that one of them said, she is the, I, I keep getting their names mixed up, so I don't want to tell you what her name <laughs> was because I'm going to say the wrong one. Um, oh, her name was Makisha. So Makisha is the executive director of the Care Pregnancy Center. And uh, she actually, when she became the executive director at age 24, she was the youngest executive director of a nonprofit of that size in Michigan. Okay. So um, really cool. Uh, she's very capable. And something that she said was as a leader, something that you can do, because the idea of the panel was how women work together. And she said that something that you can do to sort of further that, that idea of women working together and empowering other women in the workplace and just to improve yourself as a leader mm -hmm. is to let yourself give projects and give ideas and, um, you know, tasks to other people and let yourself be really excited for them to do really well with that task. Yeah. And that's, um, that was something that I sort of took to heart because I am, um, very like as a leader, I'm definitely a, like a, uh, no, I'll just do it. You know, yeah. like I'm very much a micromanager yeah. and micromanagers get a lot done, but it doesn't help 
your organization as a whole sometimes because then no one else in your organization is doing anything. Yeah, and you want those different perspectives too. Right, and you want other people to be involved. You want other people to have a seat at the table. So, I mean, for me, like as the president of my sorority, like that's something I can definitely work on is letting other people take responsibility and being genuinely, um, you know, excited for them to take that idea and make it their own. So that was something really cool. So when you've talked to these speakers who have done pretty well from themselves in their career field so far, have they, did they say anything about, have they seen progress as far as women being better treated in the workplace? I should say like pay gaps. Are they getting less and less? Like are women being treated more fairly? <laughs> I'm having trouble phrasing this. You, I understand you know the I mean. question. Yeah. I understand the question. Um, I, I did not go to the session on pay equity. Okay. I did not have a chance to attend session? that one. Dr. Massey, our Dean of Graduate Studies. Okay. Um, I did not have an opportunity to attend that one. So I can't tell you for sure if the, uh, the gender pay gap is closing. But um, the, well, what Maggie Sands said was that Walmart in itself is, um, is improving. And uh, I think the number, I want to say, 55% of um, of sales associates for Walmart are women. Mm-hmm. And then they are hiring, they're hiring more women, they're promoting more women is the biggest thing that they're doing. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, Walmart is doing things. And then, I see, I'm not remembering any of the statistics, but um, I do think that it is improving, but there's definitely still a lot of work to do. Yeah, definitely. So we're running out of time because this is music radio. Um, just the last question. You're graduating in December. You have an interview Friday for a job. Um, what are you going to take from this conference as you head into the career field in your post-graduation career? Well, that's a scary question. Um, I don't want to ask it, but, you know, it's I, okay. I got to ask it. It's okay. Um, I mean, the I think the biggest thing that I can take from this conference is the fact that it happened, honestly. Um, You know, I, like you said, I have an interview for a job on Friday, fingers crossed. And um, I've been sort of looking at potential jobs and finding, trying to find um, a place where I fit and a place where I would like to be in the workforce Mm -hmm. and sort of starting to define my future a little bit. Um, Just the fact that this conference happened and that it went well and there was tons of good feedback. We had an article published in the Daily Telegram today about it. Um, Nice. Yeah, so lots of cool things. And just it makes me feel a little bit validated, if that makes sense. And um, especially getting to hear all of these women speak who are just, um, you know, super successful and have done incredible things. And a lot of them were very young when they did those things. And it makes me feel like maybe my future is not so uncertain. If awesome. that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I had a chance to go to at least one session with Dr. Christy Masaris Winkles. And from what I could see and seeing all the work you put into it beforehand, especially the couple weeks leading up to it, and you had things go wrong, but you managed to roll with punches, <laughs> I think you're going to be very successful. And the conference went really well. And I've heard a lot of good reviews as well. And from what I saw when I was there, I was very impressed by it. So congratulations. Well, thank you very much. All right, it's time to take a break. I think it's time to take a break. Okay, we'll be back. This is the Monday Night Hit and Run Show. This is Here's to the Sunrise by Kicking Sunrise. She makes me feel like the struts. You're listening to WVAC, and this is your Monday Night Hit and Run. I am Natalie, and we're here with Robbie in the studio. We are uh, making up a radio show as we go, aren't we? But, you know, that's how the best shows are made sometimes. It's true. So, we are both seniors. Sad yes. day. You you are more senior than me though. You're you're gone in <laughs> December. I still have to try to make it through the the spring semester. That is true. Fingers crossed. <laughs> you can do it. But it's fall, which means that we are both almost done with our last marching band season. It's very true. We've both been in marching band for eight years. So, um, what was your favorite marching band show in like all of your marching band Ooh. history? That's a hard one. <laughs> um, High school, college. I, I'm not going to lie. There were shows I did not like. That, so. That's fair. Um, my very first show ever in high school, I was a, a little cymbal player. Then had no idea what I was doing. We had a <laughs> stick show, and I was not a big fan of that, to be honest. My next year, we did a Beatles show, which I loved. 
But to be honest, we weren't great. We were still trying to build the band. And uh. it was my first year on snare. And somehow I was appointed section leader. And when I was in high school, I talked to nobody. Like, I wouldn't even <laughs> strike up a conversation with just a lone person. So putting that shy little kid in charge of a whole drum line did not end well. <laughs> so I like that show, but at the same time, it kind of pains me because it could have been so much better than what we made it. That's understandable. To be honest, I didn't think we could talk last year's show. So last year we did a uh, heart show. That was a good show. And going into the winter, I was like, there's no way we top this. I have one year left. We're just not going to top this. Well, this year we just finished a um, a love theme show. Mm-hmm. And we had all the classic love songs. So we had um, Somebody to Love. We had The Thing to Do But not the Somebody love. to Love that you think it is. No. It was still good, but I was a little disappointed that it was not Queen. Yeah. Not going to lie. When I first saw Somebody to Love, I was like, ooh. Finally, a Queen song. It wasn't that, but it was still a good one. <laughs> and there was, what was the first? The, the first, first song mashup. was two, um, two different songs called Everlasting Love. Yes. So that was good. And it was just a really feel-good show. And I think with the amount of time we had to put together, I think it was the best show I've ever done as far as how quickly we put it together, the way we sounded, the way the drumline sounded. Because those last couple of shows, I think we absolutely hit it. So it really, it really was a good show. I honestly think that that was the best show that I played in my eight years. Now there was a lot of shows that came close, like last year's came close. I like the music we're playing now, which is like seventies funk rock. If you get a chance, you know this <laughs> this Saturday at Docking Stadium, five o'clock. Come come watch the football team, but then come see the band. And we have a lot of high schoolers playing with us that day, so we've got vehicle. Journey to the Center of the Mind. We have Bend Me, Shape Me, and we them have changes. Them Changes. Them Changes is really nice. Killer. It's, it's good. It's a good time. Really good. Vehicle, too. I'm not going to lie. When I saw Vehicle this summer, I was like, okay, I'm going out on that one. So, <laughs> what about you? What was your favorite show? Um, I did like the Heart Show. Um, I liked the show we did this year a lot, but i not going to lie. My high school band, it just, it was just unmatchable my high school band was fantastic and not even that like we didn't compete or anything but just the energy that we had was really was really something you don't find anywhere else and by the way i did i went to howell high school and you went to i went to lake fenton lake fenton okay Um, we're both up north about an hour hour and a half away not too far but um so in high school we did my senior year show was an elton john show Oh my God! Get it was so it was so good. We did Saturday nights all right for fighting, and then the so the opener and the second song were um, "Funeral for a Friend" and "Love Lies Bleeding," which most people don't know those songs. I don't know those songs. It's <laughs> actually like on his album, it's all one song. Like those two mm-hmm. are like together, and "Funeral for a Friend" is like a three minute like instrumental introduction, and then um, "Love Lies Bleeding" is like the actual song. And it's like a album only thing. Like you have to buy the album to get that song. And like, I had never heard it before we did it, but I love Elton John. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this is right. (laughs) Well, this is weird. Like I'd never heard of these songs and I looked it up and oh my God, it was so good. I highly recommend listening to that song. Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding by Elton John. Like look it up on YouTube. It's killer. It's so catchy. And we played the crap out of it. Is it like a rock song or is it like more of like a ballad type song? Funeral for a Friend is a ballad and mm. then Love Lies Bleeding is like upbeat. Like, I think I think there's a chance I could find it and maybe we could play it later in the show. Why not? You know, I we're think, just going off the fly I think, anyways. I think we can find it because it's a good song. Um, but uh, then we also did Saturday Night's All Right, which obviously, I mean, just that's just a killer song. And it was so much fun to play. And honestly, that or we did a Batman show. Where we Shut played. up. I know. I'm telling you. Like, what year was that? That was my sophomore year. And this show, here, here's a good story. This is my favorite marching band story. So uh, my sophomore year, we did a Batman show. And Howell is notorious for it always rains on homecoming. I don't know why. It just always does. It rains on homecoming three out of my four years. Um, and it, it was nasty. Sophomore year. My, my freshman year was the year it didn't rain. So sophomore mm. year, I was like, homecoming is going to be beautiful. 
And then nope. it was, so it poured rain all morning. Mm-hmm. And then um, it rained during the homecoming parade. And then it like stopped raining for a little bit. And we were like, maybe we can do pregame in the halftime show and it'll be fine. It started hailing during the pregame show. What month was it? Uh, just September. Okay. It started hailing. It was 50 degrees. And then it poured rain right before the halftime show. So the field was soaking wet. And we had AstroTurf. And yeah. AstroTurf, if you don't know, is super slippery when it's wet. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. This Batman show, one of the really cool things we did. So we did the opener for the show was the theme from the original Bat, Not the original, but like from... The Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Like the na 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 Batman. No, it was no. like the it was the Danny Elfman Batman theme. So it was like really intense and like orchestra. Like um, it's if you've seen the like Batman movie with Dan with um Michael Keaton, like it's the theme mm-hmm. from that movie. And then our second song was the na na na. It was the um the TV theme. It was the TV theme. So the second song during the TV theme, um. We did scatter drills. So we were like spelling out the words pow and bam. And like, for those of you who don't know, (laughs) scatter drills are when instead of like marching to your spot and like making a picture as you march, you have point A and point B. And then you have a certain number of beats in the song to run from point A to point B. And you're not looking out. Well, you're kind of looking out, but it's like you got to get to your spot any way you can. Right. And it's usually super fast and there's no organization to it whatsoever. So we were spelling out pow and bam. We spelled bam first and then we went to pow. And in the bam, um, the tubas, which I play tuba, by the way, and um, the tubas were in the very bottom of one of like the legs of the A. Mm -hmm. And then in pow, we were at the very top of the O. Oh, gosh. The drum line was at the very top of the A and the very bottom of the O. So we had to run through the drum line for this, uh, for this set, and we only had eight counts. And this was a fairly fast song. So, like, if you're not a music person, it's just really fast. Like, that's just a very short period of time that you have to run from point A to point B, carrying an instrument that weighs 55 pounds on slippery, wet AstroTurf. I, honest to God, thought I was going to die that day. Did anybody d- no, out? No, we did not have any issues. We played the song slower than we had been before so that we could run slower. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it went well. And then we all went inside and we were all sick the next day. It was great. But I love homecoming. It was a fun time. <laughs> so what was another show? Glenn Campbell was our sophomore year here. Yes, that was a good show. That was, it was, it was weird. I'm not going to lie. It was weird for a marching show, but I kind of got into it, especially Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh-huh. I think that's just because... Of the drum solo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that... There's a the tuba solo in that, that, too. It was there? Yeah. Was it in the beginning or the end? It was, like, right in the... It was, like, near the end, sort of. It was a good time. It was say, fun. I played this... it once. Chris played it most of the time. I, I do good remember Chris that Gotta love him. Miss Nicest him. kid you'll ever meet, er, meet. For real. He was super nice. But I remember... Funny story about Chris. I remember... Like I said, nicest guy you'll ever meet. And then an unnamed professor, we had a class together, and it was course evaluations day. And I <laughs> left after I gave my evaluations. And I left not mean comments, but like some constructive Stern. criticism. Stern. And Chris sat right behind me next to his friend. And as I was walking out, I just hear him, well, we got to let him know how bad of a job he did. He's just a jerk. And I was like, <laughs> I was not expecting that out of him. <laughs> Oh, he was great. I miss him a lot. Where is he anyways? Um, In Ohio somewhere, wherever okay. he's from. I don't know. Probably rocking his life like he always does. Mm-hmm. Very put together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're kind of te- we're kinda tapering off here. Should we take a break? Yeah, why not? Let's take a break. It feels All right. right. <laughs> All right. Well, since we just talked about our love show, here is one of the songs that was in our love show. This is The Things We Do For Love. Well, there was The Things We Do For Love. You're listening to the Monday Night Hit and Run here on WVAC. Adrian, Robbie Alexander, Natalie Dunn alongside me. We hope you guys are having fun so far. Uh, let's talk about the weather. You know, the weather it was nice <laughs> and now it's not so nice. Yeah, um, it is raining a lot in case you didn't notice. It's also, um, because we go to Adrian College, there are lots of um, holes in the sidewalk. Not holes in the sidewalk, just a lot of... Uh, a lot of low spots. A lot of low spots. So there's some puddles out there. So it's uh, it's a little wet. Make sure you wear your rain boots. 
Um, there's sort of a river forming, you know, right in front of the Calm building where we are right now. So if you have to walk in front of Rush, make sure you wear your rain boots and like four extra pairs of socks or are just, advised. Or just cut through Rush. I mean, that's what I've... Yeah. I finally learned to do that today. Wait, but where do you cut through? I suck it up. If I'm coming from Dawson to, let's say, Richie, mm-hmm. I suck it up, walk through the first couple puddles. I'll go through the main entrance, walk past the radio booth, and then kind of cut out gotcha. on the side entrance, and then I'll walk the stone path. Because unless it's raining super hard, it only like flash floods there for a small That's percentage true. of time. That's true. So Zara is telling us it is... 59 degrees out and 94% chance of rain. I mean, that seems accurate. Yes. And what <laughs> I didn't know until like four years ago was that 94% chance of rain doesn't mean that there is a 94% chance that it is going to rain. It means that 94% of the area is currently getting rained on. Really? Yes. I don't know what area they take into account, but... I had no idea. Yeah. And I only know that because my friend took meteorology because he needed a blow-off class in high school. That's hilarious. I had no idea. So 94% of the area is getting rained on right now. If you seems accurate. If you're in the 6%, 6% yeah, <laughs> you lucky ducks. All right. You learn something new every day. Um, I, have a, I have a really funny story, and then we'll take another break. So um, when I was little, I was like a super sassy kid, and I told my grandpa. Are you sure that's, that hasn't carried with you? <laughs> I mean, it, I guess I should say it started very early. And so, it's just, it's matured over time. Yeah. So when I was little, um, I, like four years old, I was four years old. I told my grandpa that I wanted to be a meteorologist when I grew up because I could be right or wrong and I would still get paid. <laughs> you were a smart little kid. That's I what, know, like, right? That's what I'm say. saying. Like, I'm, I had it figured out. So um, if you're listening before, we were talking about... Um, the Elton John song that nobody knows, it's called Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding. It's very long, but it's a very good song, so we're going to play it for you right now. Oh, maybe not. Are we good? Yes, we're good yeah, now. Here we, here we go. Let's, let's announce that song one more time. <laughs> this is Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding by Elton John. You're listening to the Monday Night Hit and Run here on WVAC. And that was, what was that? I don't know the song, but I can tell you I was blown away by it. <laughs> that was Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding by Elton John. I, I know what I'm jamming to tonight. My <laughs> gosh. Goosebumps. Such a good song. Yeah, we played that my that was my senior year show in marching band, and it was a killer. How long did it take you guys to put that together? Um, I mean, it was like our it was like our first show, so it was like um, you know, the one we did at band camp and everything, mm-hmm. and like we spent a good amount of time on it, and we only did two shows a season, so it was like that was a solid half of our season. Yeah, it was a good time. My gosh, that was <laughs> if Queen, especially that beginning, like the uh-huh. the first three minutes, it was funeral for a. Funeral for a friend. Funeral yeah. for a friend. If Queen was on steroids, which I didn't think was possible, <laughs> but if Queen was on steroids and then you threw in a little bit of like Sgt. Pepper from the Beatles, mm-hmm. holy crap. Yeah, it's good. And then the second half of the song is just such a catchy song. Yeah. And it's Elton John. So there's that crazy piano solo in the middle, like always. Like it's just so good. And nobody knows about this. No, it's like no one knows this song. I know I listen to Elton John all the time, and it's not on any of his like greatest hits albums, or it's not popular. Yeah. I don't know why. You don't see it anywhere. No, it's really not anywhere. That, honestly, I don't know if I can put it in top 10 yet because I only heard it once. That is at least top 15 for me already. Like, goosebumps. I had goosebumps, like, the whole song. It's true. Every time something happened, he just, like, stood up out of his chair, like, freaking out. I'm, I I dropped some cuss words. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, we were <laughs> off air, and wow, that was quite the song. My right. gosh. I don't know if we can get better than that tonight. We're going to try. That's true. This is the, uh, the Monday night hit and run, like we said. We're Monday night tonight, but... We're not always going to be Monday night. We're just we're just going to we're going to hit the studio. We're going to blab for a little bit, play some good songs. Don't know if we can mm-hmm. top that one, but my <laughs> gosh. And we're going to try. That'll, we'll try. That'll be our goal. We're going to just play good music, like the best music possible. That's... Wow. Ellen John, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. My gosh. That's that's the song we're going to have to get for the the station. But we're going to have to buy yeah. the, the whole album. I think it might not be like that anymore. Maybe. I mean, if I have to buy a whole Elton John album, I'm I not, mean, that's not a bad I'm not going to complain. Is it? I don't right. think Doc, Dr. Sheehan will be like, take the money. 
right? Take all the money, just I get mean, all the Elton. I mean, it's a good album, too. So. All the Elton John songs you want. <laughs> all right, well, we have to think of something else to talk about, so we're going to take another break. Here is a very different song, but still a good song, much newer. This is Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Ed Sheeran and Shape of You, you're listening to the Monday Night Hit and Run here on WVAC. Adrian, Robbie Alexander, with Natalie Dunn. It's been a good night so far. I think <laughs> we're not... We're not totally failing, which was a little bit of a concern at first. It's true. We're just, in case you didn't know, we're just completely making this up as we go. We're both seniors. We both love radio. So we're getting the most out of it that we can, which means the hit and run radio show is now a thing. And we call it that because we're hitting the studio and we're just running away afterwards. <laughs> so honestly, how this came about tonight was we were just eating dinner at Richie after band about 20 minutes before we started the show. And Natalie, not even. not even, it was like 10, 10 minutes. Yeah. And Natalie just asked, she's like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I got storyboard for directing. We're in the same directing class. And she's like, I kind of just want to go on the radio. And I'm like, all right. I was like, if you want to go on, I'll go on with you. And here we here are. We are. <laughs> there wasn't really much more to that. We're making it up as we go. And Robbie, you said you had something to talk about. Yeah. So I just went into the Mac lab next door because, you know, you got we're literally coming up with segments on the fly, which I think makes it more authentic. It is. It's fun. We're practicing our improvisation skills. So I looked up random topic generator. I think it was a random like conversation starter generator. Okay. And what came up was, do you, when you go to see a movie in theaters or even just rent one at home, you've never seen the movie before, do you read the movie reviews before you watch the movie or even Ooh. after you watch the movie? That's a good question. Um, I like movie reviews, but honestly, I don't frequently read them. I used to write movie reviews, like, for the newspaper, and, like, huh. I have a movie blog, mm -hmm. and, like, I write movie reviews, but I really very seldom read other ones, um, because I don't, I'll read them if it's a movie that I, this is gonna sound weird, if it's a movie that confuses me, I'll read the reviews, because I want to know what other people thought of it. Mm -hmm. But if it's, like, a good movie, I don't want to, like, taint my opinion of it. Like, if I like it, I don't want to read a review that's, like, here's a reason to not like it, and then I agree with them. Yeah. I'd rather just like the movie and be happy with why I like it. So you read the review after the fact. Yes. I don't, I don't like spoilers. I don't like to know what's going to happen, so I don't read the reviews beforehand. Mm -hmm. What about you? I, like you, I generally don't. So I kind of... If I'm really excited about the movie and I'm like, I got to see something about it before I go mm -hmm. and I'll kind of look up reviews, but I kind of just take them with a grain of salt because, you know, it's, it's everybody's opinion. You right. You can think a movie is good or a movie is not. I think the Lone Ranger remake, I think it's a great movie. Really? I like that movie a lot. <laughs> see, I don't apparently you. you don't. No, I don't. Reviews don't. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine because you guys don't like it, but I like the movie. Uh, -huh. uh but yeah, I generally generally don't read movie reviews. The I'll see thing, I'll see like the ratings and like Rotten Tomatoes. I'll kind of pay attention, but I don't let it sway whether mm -hmm. I want to watch it or not, or whether I even like the movie or not. My thing is, I don't want to go into a movie expecting to like it or not like it. Yeah, like I don't want to read a review that says this movie is going to be really bad, and then as I'm watching it, I'm criticizing it because if you don't think you're going to like something, you're going to find all the flaws with it. And you're not going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to go into a movie thinking I'm going to not like it. Now, the best thing is when you go into a movie thinking it's going to be terrible and then it's actually really, really good. That's true. So Ant-Man. I loved Ant-Man. I thought Ant-Man looked like the dumbest movie <laughs> idea ever going into it and a group of friends want to go. I'm like, yeah, I'll tag along because, you know, we got food uh -huh. beforehand. If food's involved, I'm going to be there. Right. That movie was great. I got it like the week it came out. I bought it on DVD. It was such a good movie. But before I watched it, I thought it looked like crap. Okay, here's the thing. Ant-Man has Paul Rudd in it. And that's I am true. Always, and that's why always, I gave it a chance. Always game for Paul Rudd. I think he's adorable. I mean, <laughs> I think he's a You can't a, tell I me think you don't agree. I, I mean, he's, um, he's the ladies' man <laughs> in Anchorman, so I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> But yeah, I thought AMA was going to be a terrible movie, and it turned out to be really good. You know what else? Um, I had the same experience. I thought, I just wanted to go see it because all my friends were going to go see it, and we were just, like, making it a fun thing. 
And it was actually senior skip day, my senior year. We went and saw a movie on senior skip day because mm-hmm. it was like coming out that day. We went and saw the new Godzilla remake. And I don't know if you saw that or how you felt about I did. it. I couldn't, I didn't really get into it, but those kind I of movies I have trouble with in the first place. I thought it was fantastic. And I am not really a fan of monster movies. I'm not, well, that's not true. I like monster movies, mm. but um, I did not think it was going to be quality. Godzilla in general is usually not quality. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be real cheesy, but I thought that it was really well made. So. Yeah, I that? thought it was well made. I just, it wasn't my type of movie. I was also watching it at a friend's house, and it's the type of friend where if you say anything during the movie, he gets really mad. <laughs> so naturally, I talk through the whole movie. Right. So I didn't really pay attention. I thought it was well made, but. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't my cup of tea. But then, understandable. Going back to movie reviews, you also can't really take them too much to heart because there's movies where they're the type of movie it is. It's just not going to get a good review. That's true. So like horror movies usually don't get very good reviews. Well, a horror movie is a weird genre. You you usually don't get good reviews just for the type of movie it is. But they're pretty good. Transformers, terrible reviews. Well, yeah, it's a movie about fighting robots. I still went and saw the new one in IMAX. My gosh, my jaw <laughs> dropped to the floor. No spoilers, but I it was good. Of, I'm not a fan of Transformers. but See, there's a certain technique you have to take into the movie theater when you watch Transformers. I was, okay. I was told this by um, a guy that played baseball with Cody on our travel team or his travel team our senior year. I was just the sub. Okay. And he plays for Kalamazoo College now. And between games, him and his, some of the other guys went and watched the other, it was the two Transformers ago, I think. And they all were complaining about it. They're like, oh, that was such a terrible movie. And he's like, well, yeah, if you went in expecting great acting, is like, if you just go in wanting to watch explosions and robots fighting <laughs> for two hours, it's the greatest thing ever. See, that's you know how what? I felt about Godzilla. It was like, yeah, and it's you, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> right. If you want a quality movie, you're probably not going to find it in a movie about a giant lizard. But if you want to see monsters fighting and explosions and right. all sorts of crap, honestly, just the go reason in for I went to see Godzilla was for the roar, and like they got the roar right, so it was good. It was good. But then you know, there's also the movies that get great reviews, and they're great movies. Beauty yep. and the Beast. I, exactly. Watched it four times in theaters. <laughs> I still think it's the greatest movie. <laughs> yep. It's a cinematic masterpiece. It's on Netflix now. Is it really? Yes, it is. Did you not know that? I don't have a Netflix, so. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix now. But, Super exciting. But we bought it on DVD. I And I haven't even got a chance to watch it yet. Ugh. And it's really disappointing. <laughs> but some of the songs, we still have the Ariana Grande, John Legend song in the system. It's true. Part of me wants to take it off, but I'm like, you know what? Let it play, because everybody wants to be a princess sometimes, and when they hear that (laughs) song, they're a princess. It's true. It's very true. I think that that means we've reached the end of this segment. I think, yeah, I think. (laughs) I think we should. I don't think it was a way was supposed to go. I don't think the question expected people to take that way, but you know, this is the Monday Night Hit and Run. Anything can happen. That's true. Here is DNCE. Truthfully, that was truthfully. You're listening to WVAC. This is the. Monday night hit and run. I'm Natalie Dunn, and we're I'm here with uh, Robbie Alexander, How's and we are we are hitting the studio, and then we're gonna run. So who I and we might have to run, considering who's listening to this show. You mean, you know, there might just be people that are. We might have riots outside the station for all <laughs> we know. It's always possible, especially after the movie review. I mean, we we said some we have, movies were terrible, and there might be fans out there that are like, we have, oh yeah. my gosh. Get the pitchforks. Get the torches, dear. We're, we're, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what were we going to talk about? We were going to plug our other show. Yes. The show real that quick. is consistent and has a time. I wouldn't call it. It's consistent on a time basis. Yes. I don't know if it's consistent on anyway. <laughs> else. Radio Feud. Tuesday nights at 830. You can hear us. As well as Cody Alexander, Tess Horowitz, and Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. We talk about trivia and all that fun stuff. And uh, Robbie is making a return tomorrow night as the law. You better watch out. <laughs> it's it's going down. The law is tough. The law shows no mercy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a show 
that you have to listen to to understand what's going on. There's yeah. it's such a cluster, but it's such a good cluster. It's true. And we, that's 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 all we can say. Should I uh should I play our promo? Why not? All right. And my it'll give you a little insight. Yeah, we'll give you a we'll give you a little look at I got to find it though. I had a lot of folders open. It's like we said it's trivia. The trivia has no structure whatsoever. Well, tomorrow we'll have some structure. Sometimes we stick with themes. You know, we've had what's in the box questions. We used to do lyrics, riddles. Uh, we had a mythical Mabel question when our friend Joe Mabel was on the show. That ended after a while because, you know, Joe's a steel box and doesn't want to give us too much information. But we know his name is now Gregory, which would have never learned that without the show. His middle name? His middle name. Did you say middle name? I, I, I did now. <laughs> so... You just learn all sorts of facts that you can spout out at parties and people will look at you like you're nuts, but you're like, you know what? That's my party trick, courtesy of Radio Few. Tuesday nights, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Join the Cornbread Crew on WVAC 107.9 FM. Adrian, do we have the promo yet? Uh, No. We're, uh, we're going to come back to that. All right, we're going to come back to that, but that doesn't mean you should not listen to the show tomorrow. It's true. So we're going to take another break. We'll be back with uh, the Monday night hit and run. We're making it up as we go, so stay tuned. Who knows what's going to happen? This is Four Door Theater. Uh, ah, uh, that was Earth, Wind, and Fire with September. Throwing it back a month. We're in October right now, but this is the Monday night hit and run. Robbie Alexander, Natalie Don. we're going to keep hitting and running. This is going to be probably our last segment. For today. Of the night. And then we're going to run, and then we'll hit the studio up, studio up <laughs> at another point. So, for the last segment, we went back to this random topic conversation generator. Okay, I'm ready. And we had to skip past a few, keeping it radio friendly. <laughs> but it's, I don't, uh, what's the insurance company that asks, what's in your wallet? It's not Geico. Um, What's in your wallet? That's not State Farm, is it? I have no idea. Is State Farm the same as Farmers Insurance, where it's like, no. we are farmers. State Farm is different, but I don't know what it is. Is it all state? Is that like a. Because all state used to be. You're in good hands. Yeah, it's all state stands. Are you in good hands? Anyway, what was I the point have of all that? State. Well, they phrased it like the what's in your wallet. Oh! It's um, uh, it's Capital One, credit card. Uh, okay. Got Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> Topic was what's in your fridge. What's the point of all that? Was you know what's in your wallet? What's in your fridge? Okay. What's in your fridge, Natalie? Um. Well, at the moment, I have a large Tupperware of lemons, of like lemon slices, because that's me not getting sick. Um, putting lemons. I have in my water bottle right now. I have chunks of lemon, like what lemon wedges. And that's supposed to. It it helps your immune system and also keeps you refreshed. Really? Mm-hmm. I've heard the refresh part. I've not. I did not know about the. Yeah, benefits. lemon. Lemon is good for your immune system. It also is good for like if you're fighting something. Like it helps. So if I pound the lemonade. Yes. Well, probably not because that's artificial. <laughs> but like real lemons. I mean, I have like I have like <laughs> like fake lemonade right now. I just have water and lemons. Anyway, I have a Tupperware of lemons, pre-sliced. I have. How did you do the slicing yourself? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bought some lemons and I cut them up. And uh, I have a jug of orange juice because I drink a lot of orange juice. Also to not get sick, but also because I really like orange juice. Yeah. No, not a fan. No, I like high C. Mm, that doesn't count. Because it's artificial? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm a Sorry. kid at heart. <laughs> Um, I have orange juice. I have, I'm allowed to say this because I'm over 21. I have half a bottle of red wine and I have half a bottle of white wine. Um, the red wine is cherry wine. It's very good. Um, hmm. and that sounds delightful. Yes. And I have two giant Tupperwares full of cheese, like cheese cubes left over from my conference on Saturday. So if you like cheese, you're welcome to them because I'm lactose intolerant. I might hit you up on that actually. <laughs> Now, how big is this fridge? Because it sounds like it might I be packed. I have, like, a, a larger-than-normal mini. It's still a mini fridge, but okay. it's, like, larger-than-your-average mini fridge. It's, like, I don't know how old. My grandparents found it in their garage. Huh. It works. Awesome. The freezer doesn't work, but it works. 
I don't know if you can trust freezers on mini fridges to begin with. I don't with, think though. so because it's like supposed to have the little door thing and it doesn't. So oh, yeah. it freezes water. Like it'll freeze ice cubes, but it doesn't keep anything else. Like ice cream, that's a no go. Yeah. Mine is like you can't fit anything in there. Mm-hmm. And even at that, it like coats over in ice. So I always have right. to defrost it before I leave, which I think is most freezers. But mine, mm-hmm. mine seems to be a pain in the butt. Right. Most days. Yeah. All right. Well, what's in your fridge? Well, not my a- cheesecake anymore. Not your cheesecake. So <laughs> I had a thing of cheesecake, a little, a little, like it was like a cupcake cheesecake. It, like, it came from Richie. It was band camp. So this was back in August. That <laughs> stayed in my fridge till about middle of September, maybe <laughs> later. So that's gone now. I just have a standard mini fridge. I really don't put much in it because I usually just eat at Richie. Pretty good grub there. Had the uh, chicken fried steak tonight. It wasn't bad. Mm, it was not, surprising. Not it looked sketchy, all. but it was surprisingly good. Yeah, they they can cook a chicken fried steak. <laughs> but what do I have in my fridge? I got a couple bags of cheese sticks because, you know, got need some protein on the run. Oh, I forgot something. Yes. I have half a jar of sweet um, gherkin pickles. Ooh, from the conference? No, just I just, for, I just, just for eat pleasure. Those. I eat those with okay. a fork. Okay, with a fork? Yeah, like I just eat them. Do you drink the pickle juice? No. See, Cody used to drink pickle juice. By the gallon. That's so gross. And I love pickles. So you wouldn't drink the pickle juice? No. He also used to drink our tap water, which was like much, <laughs> a lot of lead and a lot of not good things. We don't have a water softener, so, so Russ, one of many things. <laughs> yeah. But what else do I have in my fridge? I have baking soda because whenever I'd have leftovers in my fridge, if you open it up, the room would smell like chicken, which mm-hmm. isn't always bad. But when you're trying to get to sleep at like two in the morning, you don't necessarily want to be smelling chicken. That's fair. So that's gone. That's fair. Uh, I cleaned my fridge out yesterday. Like I said, I had two cartons of eggs. They both were bad. I had two half gallons of milk, both half drinking. Very bad. <laughs> and I had, so those are gone. I, uh, I threw away Jen Reimer's fries from when she visited, like, back before mid-semester break. So those were fries sitting in there for probably three weeks. I've got, um... Campfire sauce, which is a specialty at Red Robin, and my dad <laughs> figured out how to make the recipe, so he, he made some for us and sent it our way. I also have some Sweet Asian chili sauce because that is my Frank's Red Hot, and I will put that crap on anything. So I've got a bottle of that in there. We also had some Yum Yum sauce, which is a Japanese steakhouse sauce. It's, oh, it's yeah. almost like Thousand Island, yeah, but it's like made for steak and all that uh-huh. it is delicious we took it to cane because we put on our chicken blt wraps and we forgot in cody's backpack for like 10 hours oh, that's probably so not that's good. no longer good so we threw that out and then we almost pulled the same thing with the sweet asian chili but i luckily <laughs> i remembered right when we got back uh there's a couple old water bottles in there i think those are generally for the most part gone and then just the encrusted ice that has taken over what once was my freezer. <laughs> I think that's about it. And unless there's something lurking in the corner, which I would not put past me because I don't clean that fridge out often. Because that cheesecake was in there for over a month. And you know what? It, I didn't eat it, but it did not <laughs> look bad one bit. It actually looked it looked it actually looked quite tasty. I yeah, I probably. But I, I didn't want to eat it. Now the milk, I don't give milk a second chance if no. it's even close to the expiration date. I get rid of it. And this is because, and I'm not trying to slander anybody because, you know, it's just, it happens. Sometimes it happens. My freshman year, I went to Kane Student Center. It was like a month before we got out for summer. And I don't remember what I got, but I was like, I have some cake at home because I just came home that afternoon. My mom sent some cake with me. God bless my mom. <laughs> and I was like, I need some milk with this cake. So I got a carton of milk. And I eat my food and I'm like, all right, I got, I got my cake. I got my milk. And I open the milk, and I take a sip. And it's in my mouth, and it's chunky. Oh, like, it was like a milkshake no, consistency. No, It wasn't sour. It just had, like, a milkshake consistency. Oh. And I just kind of kept it in there for a couple seconds. And I'm like, why is this like a milkshake? I was like, this isn't like, it's not frozen, because it wasn't cold. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, that's why. So I run outside, spit it out, and then I take the carton and I dump it, go downstairs and dump it in the kitchen sink because we had a kitchen in the basement. 
Yeah, it was, it was uh, it looked that's so like nasty. cottage cheese. Oh, that's so gross. No. Did not start gagging until walking back to Kane. And then I really started to think about it. And then I started dry heaving. Nothing Ooh. came up, luckily. <laughs> so <laughs> the funniest part of the story is that I get back to Kane and I'm like, in the, it had just expired that day. So I'm not really sure if they're just saying it's stored right or what. Uh-huh. Like I'm saying it was like a freak thing. I still won't get milk from cane if it's in a cart and i still i'm not to this day or to this day i've not gotten it but i get back there i'm like hey the smell was bad can i get another drink and the cane worker starts reaching for a another carton of milk and i'm like no, 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 no. i was like i, I just want to like a soft drink and she's like you sure you don't want milk and i'm like i'm pretty sure I couldn't drink milk for like the next week even at oh. richie and i really want to chocolate milk but as soon as i start to go get some it was I don't it was a blame bad you. night. So I don't like buying milk anymore when I'm at school because I know I don't really drink it because uh-huh. I don't have anything to eat with it except like old crackers, <laughs> which that's that's what's in my closet. It's old crackers. <laughs> but yeah, the milk I just, I won't do. So the milk is not in my fridge anymore. So what's right. in my fridge? Some cheese sticks and some special sauces for my cane adventures. All right. Well, I think that's a that's a solid way to end our first uh, hit and run. Man, that was a that was a segment a wild ride pulled out of the air, and <laughs> we just took it for a ride like a bucking bronco. All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> we we hope Thanks you guys had fun. We had a, a blast. Yep, we're gonna have to hit this place up again and then run, but we're gonna run right now. All right. So thanks for listening. All right, so. Yep, this is WVAC, and uh, we'll be back eventually, someday. And make sure to listen to Radio Feed tomorrow night, 8.30. Yep. It's a good time. Um, We'll throw out the phone number next time, and we'll have some of you guys call in. And we're going to keep upping the ante every show. (laughs) It's going to... This is going to go somewhere. I have a good feeling about this show. This was a lot of fun, you know? (laughs) If you don't live your life spontaneously, then it's not it's not as much fun. It's true. You know, you just got to live on the edge. So That's, keep your ears open for more of our spontaneity. This has been the uh, the Monday night hit and run. It may never be a Monday night hit and run again, but we'll make sure there's a hit and run somewhere. This has been Robbie Alexander, Natalie Dunn. Here's a song from 2017. You're listening to WVAC Adrian. So that was technically our first episode. Audio quality, not great. Awkward college kids, but still, it it blossomed into something beautiful. And I do have to say, we still had it back then. If you liked what you heard, make sure that you follow us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. We're on most listening platforms. And we also post the episode to Facebook. We're just going to do one thing that we learned today. We learned that somewhere deep in Google Drive, I still have these recordings. There's a couple more episodes. Don't worry, we'll drop them every now and then. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.